Welcome to the Talk Welsh Football Podcast, the home of Welsh football. Um, I'm joined here by my lovely older brother and the host of the Take a Shot Pod, Ricky. How are you getting on? Hey bro, yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Good to hear from you. Very good, yeah. So we're kind of looking in today to look, talk about the recent internationals with the Czech Republic and the Estonia game. Kind of what you see with the Wales squad and talk a little bit about Welsh domestic football. I suppose we better get a wee bit underway with the national team. What did you think of our last two games? Yeah, I think to be fair, I, I would have probably taken four points. Um, you know, going out to Prague and then especially after we drew at home with Estonia to get a win out there. Uh it's quite good. Obviously, yeah, I think we it was a brilliant game against the Czechs. Uh, I think both teams went out there to attack and to win. Um, and you know, apart from that, Danny Ward Howler. Um, I think it was a, a good performance and we could easily have, have won that game. Uh, you know, if we just had someone up top, it was a bit better but at finishing. But yeah, I think, you know, after the, the disasters, uh, you know, and the struggles against Belarus and Estonia the last time out, I think um, it was it was a lot better view indefinitely out there. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, something obviously Rob Page has come under quite a bit of scrutiny for is how unbalanced the sides are at the moment. And his Nyon, the same with Ryan Giggs, he had the same problem, almost refusal to call up strikers. It's a stra- strange, strange thing where he's only got, he's calling up Cardiff youth players that haven't played that many games. It's just, a, it's a bit strange. Um, especially when you have likes of Luke Jeffcott down in League One, who's bossing it. Now with Plymouth Argyle, then you've even got, I've written into you, you've got obviously Christian Doidge up in Scotland with Hibs, who's okay, had a bit of a quiet season, but that's because he's playing in a two, and Kevin Hisba had a good season. He knows where the back of the net is. Um, it would also be a great story, um, coming from the Welsh Leagues as well. Grand Celtic boy, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> but no, and then... It was yeah, it's it was an interesting one. I thought the Estonia game was could be was tough to watch at times. Um, referee decisions generally quite appalling. I thought they should have had one or two players off. And I don't understand how Kiefer Moore didn't get a penalty for getting elbowed in the face and how he got a yellow card. Yeah, no, I think I think. See, I was on the fence with the Kiefer Moore incident. I thought, well, I, it did hit him in the face. There's no, you know, he had bloody nose. There's no hiding from it. But I think it kind of was a natural way that the defender's arm was moving. So I suppose with a letter of the law, yes. But I don't know. But I agree with you with how they didn't have anyone sent off. I think the number four kite had a double figure fouls and uh, <laughs> he's still on the pitch. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, with, especially with the strikers, Christian Dodge, as you said, I think a lot of Welsh fans, especially down here, have been calling for him to have a chance um, in there. I think the problem is, is like you said, you know, as good as he's doing at Plymouth um, and obviously at Hibs, and then you've got people like Sam Vokes, obviously down in League One as well. Yeah. That's the problem. They're down in League One. And um, I think you're going back to a Wales team 10, 10, 11 years ago where players were playing for Wales and playing for Wrexham and, and stuff like that. And I don't know. It, it is a tough one. I think uh, we are still too over-reliant on our our big guys, you know, the Ramseys, the Bales, 
um, to pull out them performances. But I think tactically, Rob, the way Rob Page plays as well, it you know, it's not good to watch football in general unless another team is open. Um, and it's very much a, a team that we, we try and be hard to beat rather than go out to win. So, you know, I, I don't think personally Rob Page is the right guy for, to lead the national team. I, I'm really impressed with how he comes across when he does his interviews and, and stuff like that. And obviously the players respect him, but um, I don't think for a first managerial job, you need to be uh, managing the Welsh national team. So who would you think would be a better option for our national team manager? Well, I definitely wouldn't have Ryan Giggs back. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. Um, I don't know. There's plenty of, you know, I would love it. I know it's good to have a Welsh manager, um, but, you know, someone like Eddie Howe or, or someone who's good, you know, especially Eddie Howe with young players, the players he's brought through with Borna, whether or not he'd want to manage Wales, man, that's another question. Yeah. But, you know, someone or, someone like that, someone who's just going to put a bit of excitement around there and know how to get the best out of, of, of the players that are there. I feel like, you know, as much, as well as players like Dan James play, um, you know, they're running about, they, you know, he should be scoring more goals. There's something obviously fundamentally there that means that, you know, he doesn't quite make the right decision all the time. I'm thinking of the Estonia game where he had an easy ball to play to Kiefer Moore and he just delayed, delayed, and in the end, yeah. he got smothered out. Um, he did got a goal, of course. But, yeah, I think Harry Wilson... Harry Wilson and him really are the future of the attacking premise up there at the moment. Um, and yeah, we need more from them because you can't always rely, as I've said already, on Bill and Ramsey forever. No, I completely agree. Um, I would think probably before they would go for a kind of more exciting appointment, maybe. I think they might go for someone who's a bit more steady. Obviously, before he took the Nottingham Forest job, Steve Cooper was in the line to replace Page if he was sacked. Um, I thought that would have been a reasonable one. Um, I've heard some people say Mark Hughes as I kind of come in to fill some I wouldn't have a problem with that. If he's he's experienced manager that could bring in some stability to the team. I've heard a few people say Chris Coleman. Um, I love him for what he done, but personally I think his time, he had his time. But yeah, I agree. Bring in someone who brings a bit of flair back to the team because we have the players to do it. Like you mentioned, uh, Dan James can run for days, can put in a good ball. Harry Wilson, fantastic player. Um, even now, Sorba Thomas coming through. Yeah. Watching for Huddersfield, he's wow. Um, obviously, the horrible news uh, yesterday with David Brooks being diagnosed with Washington's uh, lymphoma is a big miss for us as well. Um, it was before the injuries and all that. Personally, I saw him as kind of the ear to bail a bit. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, all best wishes to him and his family. Hopefully makes a recovery we can be back in the wheel set up at some point. Um, I just wanted to ask for the squad for the next set of internationals. Are there any players that aren't in the squad or haven't been capped or even are or Welsh qualified but haven't been selected that you would like to throw in there? Uh, I think it's a, it's a tough one with you know, the uncapped because it's, it's it's seeing them play, isn't it? And unfortunately, uh, you know, you don't see a lot of them, especially the guys who are down in the lower leagues who maybe could have it. You mentioned Sorba Thomas. I agree. I think he had a great debut um, and, you know, he's come on. You know, you're looking at the internationals going back, people like Norton Davis and 
Um, you know, obviously Nico Williams has had a bit of time. So I think I think the most of the players around the squad are the ones who need to be there. Um, you know, I know you're a big fan of like, you know, obviously of like Ben Cavango and players like that to to come in because I still don't trust Chris Metham at the back with no. Rodon. But you know, I'd definitely be thinking more of someone like uh Cavango or even Lawrence to play next to um next to Rodan instead. Um, or maybe Ampadu in the future when he, he's a bit more uh, settled in that defensive position. But yeah, it's, it's a tough one to think of who we're going. Deutsch is, is the obvious one. Um, you know, with our striking problems at, at the top, he would be someone. Um, a lot of them, I think, is probably now past the point where they're going to break in. I know there's some youngsters about, yeah. you know, we've seen Brennan Johnson come through. Um, you know, see Mark Harris has come on for a few games. So there has been... Different, different players come through. But I think because of the management we have, the management style and stuff, uh, I don't see anyone else who's going to break into that team unless, of course, you know, they start talking about stats where they're banging in goals or they're, you know, yeah. clean sheets of the club. But what about you? Who, who have you seen? I'm, I'm guessing you've seen people on the fringes who you want to see in there? Um, similar kind of answers to you. Um, Luke Jeffcourt and... Christian Deutsch are two big ones. Um, he's fallen off a bit now because he's not getting game time, but at the start of this season, end of last season, I thought Liam Cullen might be a shout even just to be in the squad because he's shown he can do it at championship level if he's given the time. Um, it's a frustrating one as it's one man as well that he doesn't get that time. Um, but one that I completely forgot about was a player until two weeks ago when I watched him play for Toulouse in League 2. Obviously, he's, he's English born, was qualified, Carter fans obviously go on there. Reese Healy is one that I'd forgotten about, but he's Welsh qualified. He's doing decent at Toulouse, who are a top team in the French second division. Missed out only in the playoff to the Premier, like the League 1 last season. So I thought he's maybe a player to have a look at. Um, aside from that, I can't really think much. Mostly striker I'm focusing on, but... I think with what you were saying before about the defensive issues, not issues, Chris Mepham, I don't really trust him at all either. He makes me scared when he touches the ball. Um, obviously, I'm a bit biased, but I genuinely think Ben Cavango is a much better footballer. He's, he's what, a year or two younger than him as well. He's more solid on the ball. He has, obviously, from the time to one together, Joe Rodon and Cavango have a good partnership. Why not stick him in? It was really frustrating watching him sitting there on the bench. Uh, whenever he's played for it was like against Mexico. Really strolled game. People were shouting for man in the match. So it was, it's, we've got these players that come through. Obviously, Mark Harris um, Cardiff when he's playing, he was really impressed. Personally, I didn't think Colwell impressed too much when he played against Belarus. I found him to be a bit disappointing after all the hype I'd heard about him. Um, but no, I think the squad just now is kind of where it needs to be. Um, I think you're right. And even what do you think about goalkeeping? Obviously, Danny Ward, he did brilliant in the Euros and stuff. But the fact of the matter is that him and Hennessy both don't play for their clubs. Um, yeah. And, you know, Adam Davis, okay, you know, he's not, not playing at that level, but he plays week in, week out. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think. Um, if Danny Ward wants to go long-term number one, he has to get a move away from Leicester because he's too good to be a number two. Same with Wayne Hennessy. I didn't understand that. He leaves Palace, he's a number two. He can be Burnley's number two. 
he could easily go to the championship. But it's just it's frustrating. You've also said um, there, for example, um, you've also got players. Okay, they had a good run of they had a good run of form, and then he kind of fell away and was going to another League Two club. But I think Tom King's not too bad. Um, like he's a shout for the squad at least. Um, yeah, it's just frustrating. It seems that goalkeeping is a slight issue area because, and it's only because our good goalkeepers aren't playing week in, week out. Uh, I heard someone calling for uh, Owen Fun Williams again, and I was thinking, <laughs> maybe not. Um, for anyone that's watched them fair on the Scottish Championship this season, you will know why not. <laughs> um, but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's like worrying signs there. Um, that one goal was, oh, yeah, less said about it, the better. And the annoying thing is, like you said, they had such a great Euros. But it's, I suppose that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's, it's the thing of a keeper. You've got no one behind you, unlike everyone else. Yeah. So what did you, um, what do you think of kind of our hopes of qualifying? Do you think we can get? Um, to think to ensure the playoff, we have to beat Belarus and get a point against Belgium. Uh, yes, four points they said, isn't they, that we're going to need from uh, the last two games. Um, I think it's, you know, we need to score goals against Belarus. I think that's obvious. Um, and then Belgium, hopefully they've qualified already uh, so that we can, you know, get, get away from that. But uh, I think we will do it because obviously even if we don't do it here, we've got the Nations League, uh, which basic, basically we're going to be uh, guaranteed a playoff there, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I think we'll get to the playoffs. If we've got our full squad, Bale's fit, if Ramsey's fit, you know, if a few of them players' form really takes an upturn, um, then, yeah, I don't see any reason why. It's the easiest it's ever been for us to qualify for yeah. a World Cup just because of how much they, how many teams they want in a World Cup now. So, um, yeah, I think... If we don't do it this time, I, I can't see a time when, at the moment, where we are going to do it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, it's very much... But you know how we like to make a heart for ourselves. Um, I think we need four points or we need to score lots of goals in the Czech Republic game. Because obviously we've got a game in hand against them. And I think they're only one goal above us in goal difference. So, uh, yes, yeah. oh, no, was it two now? Didn't they win? Oh, two, yeah, uh-huh. so they got two on us. Yeah. So, if they go now with Estonia and we went three now, then it's uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's I think we've got a good chance, and I would love to see us at a World Cup. Obviously, none of us have seen it in our lifetime. 1958 was the last time, so it's the only thing. 2018 yeah. is obviously heartbreaking with the Ireland game. So it's it would mean a lot for a lot of people for us to get there. Yeah. No, it it is, and like you say, it's probably the best time with it. You know, who knows if we'll ever get a player like a Gareth Bale uh, again? So yeah, you know, with a with Wales being so divided, you know, with a with it being more of a rugby nation. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully um, they can do it for for him and Rambo if if no one else. Yeah, definitely. Um... To get um, your opinion on two players as well, um, Aaron Ramsey is the captain, and Joe Allen, 
what a performance he pulled out there. He's just so good. Yeah, I'm a bit, well, obviously, I think Rambo, he does the job, you know, he's experienced. Um, I've always liked centre-backs to be the captain, uh, just because they can see the whole pitch, uh, and, and, you know, they're usually the mouthiest ones. So, I prefer I prefer that. Obviously, we had Ashley Williams for a long time. You know, possibly in the future, Joe Roden could be that guy. You know, he, he does talk a lot on the pitch. So, possibly in the future. But I think Rambo does a job. You know, he does take it on. But players like that, same with Gareth Bale, really. I think players like that, I want them to just focus on scoring his goals and creating goals rather than um, having to worry about that. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to see what happens with the captain. See, obviously, Bale's going to be captain. Yeah, I would have thought yeah. when he comes back, but definitely for the future, I would I would probably think of someone like Joe Roland. But um, as for Joe Allen, uh, I love Joe Allen. Just you know, we all love him for what he did in 2016. Never mind anything else, because you know he was our player in the tournament probably. But I just feel like the system we play doesn't suit him. He yeah. hasn't got the legs that he used to have, uh, and when we need to chase a game, and he's in there, there is no midfield. So I think that is that is my worry with it. When morale's there, I think even though the people are still on the fence about mor- morale, when he is there, you see the best out of Joe Joe Allen because he can he can push forward and play them passes. But I don't know whether he's he's on that tilter for me where he's either going to be, you know, staying at his level or he's going to jump fall off the cliff and maybe not. Whereas Bale and Ramsey, I think they can still put them performances in. So, yeah, I agree what you said. You made some good tracking back tackles towards the end of the Estonia game. Um, but I do worry when, when like I said, when, when we need goals, he, you know, he's not great at getting back anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's, um, once again, it falls down to Bill Page's tactics. Um, I think he's better if... Um, He's sitting there with two players that can do that running for him. I don't think he does well with Ramsey because Ramsey doesn't do the donkey work as much. So it's just him. So if you like, I, I like Joe Morell. I know a lot of people don't like him that much. I think he offers that energy a bit there. So if you have you know, Alan, uh, even if you have Ramsey in the midfield, kind of going forward, pushing further up, and then you have Morell next to him to kind of pick up, I, I think that's it. A valid one. So final thing on the national team really, you're going into that match against Belarus, you want your strongest team, what's your formation and what players are you picking? Against Belarus I'd probably risk it like we did against Estonia, especially at home. I think when we were out in Belarus, you know, we didn't look like winning that game. We looked like losing that game at one point. Yeah. Um, because of the defensive shape and everything else, but yeah, I think at home we can risk it and play, you know, our 4-3-3. Um, I think that in other games against Belgium, for instance, it's definitely going to be three at the back just because of, you know, the Lukaku's, the Hazards and De Bruyne's. We need, we need people to, to mark them up. So, yeah, against Belarus, four at the back, 3-3. Three, three. But probably, obviously, we know Kiefer Moore now. He's got suspended. Um, so, obviously, if Bale's back, you probably start with Bale on his own up top. Um but if not, then yeah, I'd like to see see someone like Deutsch or someone come in. But I, I'm expecting if he, if he's not Bale, it's going to be Mark Harris leading the line, um, and then probably Harry Wilson and Dan James behind, uh, with like say Ramsey, Allen and Morel if all fit. 
Um, and then, then yeah, I'd keep, I'd keep Solomon Thomas in. I think he did enough to, to keep the position on that side. Uh, I'd go Roden and either Lawrence and Cabango. Um, and then, obviously, I'd probably play Connor Roberts on the right just because attacking-wise he's better than Chris Gunther. But, and I'd be willing to, you know, I think Danny Ward's going to play. But, you know, if he's not going to play for Leicester going forward, which is unlikely with Casper there, um, then I would I would risk someone like Adam Davis, just someone who's playing out and out football each week. But, but yeah, whether or not Rob Page goes in my team is another thing. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I would see it against Belarus. And then, yeah, I go back to three, like a three, five, two for the, for the Belgium game there. Okay. Um, um, pretty similar. Um, I'm going uh, for the Belarus game. I'm going for a more attacking four three three. Um, where I would kind of see it as I would want, or say it's whoever you can call it. I would want Christian Deutsch up top because we don't have to come in, Obviously, he's someone who's tall, he can win the ball, he knows what back net is. Having Bale out in the right, I think he is more effective out there. With uh, I'd probably play DJ out in the left. Um, and then I would, with Mark and more attacking midfield, I would, I know he's not popular for the first fans right now, um, but to start off, I would start off with Tyler Robertson at number 10, and then half, half, like halfway through the game, or maybe 60 minutes, bring on Wilson, because that energy towards the end, and his technical ability to kind of finish it off, kind of idea, with then Joe Allen and Joe Mavell sitting there, I wouldn't have Ramsey because I think he's a player once he'd come in after he kind of that quality, star quality to win the game. So of Thomas keeps his spot on the left for me. I thought he was really, really good. Um, not really good. I think he's limited because he does he's a player that likes to cut inside. Um Connor Robinson right because come on. Uh, <laughs> then Ben Cabango and Joe Rodon, two centre backs, and I would stick with Danny Ward because I don't think Adam Davies is quite there. If he got in the game for a couple, like in the team for a couple friendlies to get used to it, definitely. Um, yeah, that would be my kind of thing. I'd bring in some subs during the game. So Belgium, the same, you're going a 3-5-2. Who's starting on that team for you? Well, I would, I would put, again, you know, more likely Danny Ward at the back, uh, in the goal, sorry. And then I would go Roden. Uh, I would go Roden, Cabango, Lawrence. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. And then, yeah, then I'd stick with uh, Connor Robertson right back, even though, you know, Belgium are more dangerous. I think if you're going to have wing backs, he's got to be there. Uh, so I'd have him there. Again, I'd stick with Sorba Thomas uh, left back. I know he's inexperienced, but he's got a good engine on him. So I, I'd keep him there rather than, you know, maybe paying Nico Williams out position there or, uh, you know, Martin Davis. And then, like I say, five of midfield. So I have two holding. I'd have Morel. And Ampadu as two holding against them. Um, and then the three three in front, then I'd have Ramsey in the number 10 role. And then I would have either side. Uh, I'd go with, I've losing my own mind now. I, I think I'm adding players. Three, one, two, one. Yeah, I'd have Ramsey at number 10. And then up top, I'd have uh, Gareth Bale and Dan James. Or well, actually, I wouldn't. I have Gareth Bell and Kiefer Moore up top, and I'd have Dan James on the bench. Good choice, good choice. Um, 
I'm going a bit more dangerous for the Belgium game because I think you have to go for it. Um, it's more defensive than last time. It's like my 4 3 3, but um, changing the number 10 out for a kind of sitting defensive midfielder in there. So I'm going to have Kiefer Moore up top because he's back and it's Kiefer Moore. Um, then Dale keeps his place on the right, DJ keeps his place on the left. Um, same as Sorba and Gordon Roberts. My whole back line's the same, goalkeeper's the same, except I'm going to have Aaron Ramsey and Joe Morell going to sit in there in midfield. And I hold, hold the play there with my kind of more defensive player I'd bring in to do kind of cover that area because I think he does a good job of kind of mopping that up and I think he's more suited to the Belgian game than the Belarus game as I think he could sometimes be a bit bullied by some of the Belarus players and it's, it's just I don't think it's a game that suit as well but yeah that kind of wraps up with the, the national team for a bit we're going to go a little bit into domestic football. Um, briefly touch on the teams in the English tournament. Um, say just what you think for the seasons. So we'll start with the lowest ranked one that no one really knows much about, Merthyr. Um Obviously, it's a big club, historically. Um, they've been recruiting well. They got the people from Line of Duty are now sponsoring them. A couple some money into it. They brought in some good players. Do you think they will kind of move up? Would you like them to see? Would you like to see them better and uh, represent the league? Yeah, I think when I was when I was very young, uh, in my well, I'm not much younger than you actually, Lawrence. So that's depressing. Uh, yeah, when when I was looking at the football league then, and you know they were in the same league as Wrexham, and they were doing they were doing well. Um, yeah, obviously, at, you know we want our Welsh teams to do well, the ones that are in the English pyramid, as you said, and. Yeah, they were a big team. So I think a lot of history would say for them to get back there. Obviously, like you said, if they are having sponsorship chucked in and stuff like that, so it gives them some revenue, then they can sign the players in their lower leagues that can to get them back up there. But yeah, do I see them? It depends how far you're seeing them. You know, maybe at a push they could get to the comp, well, what was the conference, that, that league. Um, but I certainly wouldn't see a, a, a Merthyr team going any further than that. Yeah, yeah, I would probably agree with that. I think they're down in the seventh or eighth tier just now. Like it's it's been quite a, a fall from grace. Um, but yeah, no, much agreed. Wrexham are the interesting ones out of all of them. Was owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAlady, sponsored by TikTok. Everyone's tipping them to go up this season solely because of that. But from a football perspective, do you think they will go up, and how far do you think they can go? But it, it all depends how long they stick around. I think that's that's going to be there. Now, obviously, at the moment, they're very involved in it and they, they're interested, um, you know. But I think that that's what it depends on. I think I don't think they'll go up this season. I know everyone thinks, you know, influx of cash. They got that good striker from um, League Two to come down and play for them and stuff like that. So on paper, you would say so. I agree. But I just think... You know how long have they been in the conference? Is it? It's a tough, a tough league to get out of. Ten so, years now. Yes, a long time since they've been there. So um, I don't think it'll be this year. I think they will get into the football league and league two. But I, if you're going higher than that, you need a lot of investment. You don't just need a small investment, um, and you need owners who are going to stick the way. I know you probably personally thinking of you know your Swansea Yank owners. Um, and I just think 
you know, are they going to get bored at some point? Yeah, you know, I don't know when there's... I know no one is big football people. Obviously, they, they're looking for a business as, as much as anything. Um, and Wrexham were, were, were a place close to, like, you know, Cheshire, that area. So, it, you know, it becomes very... And Liverpool, so it becomes very um, important to buy somewhere like that. But, yeah, it depend, depends with me. Um, you know, comedians owning the club. You're right that they, they've done... They've started off well, you can't doubt it. But, yeah, I would say League 2... And less serious investment went in there would be the best for Exxon. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a decent show. Um, I don't see them going up this season either. I watched um, a ridiculous amount of football last season, including the conference of what was conference. I think the teams in there, Torquay United for me, are too strong. So I think they're going to go up automatically this season. I, was, I watched their playoff game because I remember watching them from um, Sports Greatest Losers uh, TV show. And they were in that. So I've always had a wee soft spot for them since then. Since I think it was the right back got bit by a dog, which led them getting relegated. Uh, <laughs> so it's I think they have a strong team. They're going to go up this season. I don't think Newport will make Newport Wrexham. Well, mate, I was thinking about Newport Scotland from getting into football league 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think Wrexham have as balanced a squad or manager yet. I think they need a season to settle with the money. Um, obviously, they've got a great stadium in the race course. Um, but yeah, for me, League One would probably be where I'd see them eventually getting to. I think they could do that. Um, when you listen to Rob McElhinney saying why he bought the club, it doesn't bode well when he's saying that Sunderland till I die was his inspiration. So by that, we'll be down in the National League North soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no... So it's yeah, that's, that's that's where I see them. So they're not, not too dissimilar. Um, I think they could get some kind of not has been players, but players winding down at the end of their career, like Newport picking up Joe Ledley, stuff like that. These kind of players that wear big names that can do them a job, get them into the football league, all they really need is to get that status back. Um so Newport, heartbreaking, heartbreaking the playoffs last season. Um I'll watch that game. They should be in League One right now. Um, that was nonsense refereeing. Got a good squad. Uh, got Lord Voldemort in there. Um, most of the managers just left, which is a really shocking one. I thought he was he was sticking around for a long time, being a Newport boy himself. Um, so yeah, where, where do you see them kind of going this season in the future? This season, I think they're not good enough. Um, I don't see them even making the playoffs if I'm honest this year. Uh, I think it's too much change. Uh, you know, they've been in and around uh, the playoffs the last three, four years, and you know, good FA Cup runs as we've seen. You know, beating some big teams and stuff like that, which obviously made Michael Flynn a uh, household name. But yeah, I, I don't see it this year. I think him going will will uh, detract from from the club a bit. I think he is a good manager. I was surprised he went now. I thought he'd have gone a year or two ago, to be perfectly honest, um, you know, when when they were flying, because that's the time to get a higher job. But obviously, it hasn't yeah. always worked for some of the managers who were there doing well before. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they've got a good team. It's a good squad, but, you know, not a lot changes. They have the ins and outs. They lose their key players. Or, you know, over the last two seasons, they've had really key players retire as well. Um which, you know, out of the blue, not, you know, not just not able to play anymore, um, captains and all sorts. So, um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't think this year, I think, again, you know, they don't have the money. Uh, and that's the point, you know, Wrexham should be where they are and they should be where Wrexham yeah. are. They've overachieved the last couple of seasons, to be perfectly, uh, perfectly honest. And, you know, I just think that probably League Two is, is their limit. I don't, I don't think uh, I see them going any higher. I just hope they don't go lower. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, obviously, you used to live very close to the ground, so it's, it's um, yeah, better insight than me. But um, no, I, I, I agree. I think that League Two is probably on level. I think they could go in, not this season, uh, for the same reason as you stated. I think they could have a couple of ventures into League One um, and then go back down to League Two. I don't see them going more than that. I think this partnership they have with Swansea, uh, kind of loaning out these youth players like Ollie Cooper this season, Brandon Cooper last season, that could work really well for them. And it's obviously, once again, a bit biased, but we do have a very good academy system. Um, you've got, it was, I think the biggest loss for them was losing Josh Sheehan. I think he is an unreal player, and it's a crime he's only a lead one um, with Bolton. Uh, so, yeah, so I think they do have. I think you should be happy to be in League Two. They're not the biggest club in the world. They're not the big, most historic club. Wrexham are historically a bigger club. You could argue Merthyr are a bigger club historically. Good fans, passionate fans, good ground. You should be happy with the all league status. Comfortable. Yeah, no, I agree, bro. Like you said, I used to live just behind it, and that day when they stayed up. A couple of years ago, when I was there, it was it was like an amphitheater. The noise it was just right around. It was it was unreal. But yeah, no, doing very well to be you know in the football league at all. Really. No, yeah, definitely moving to the bigger of the teams. Um, start the Wilson two Cardiff. Um, current form, obviously, your boys at Blackburn had a very good result. Um. This season, where do you see them? And in the future, do you think they could return to the Prem? Uh, I don't know. I don't see behind the scenes, obviously, what Tan and, and the owners do. But um, I think possibly they've had their day in the Premier League. You know, they were up there for a couple of seasons, uh, you know, on and off anyway. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, Mick McCarthy isn't the right manager. I think that's... Uh, safe to say, you know, he came in, he did a decent job last year when he came in, but, um, you know, there's no longevity in there. I think his managing career is done. So um, I think, yeah, no, I, I think they'll stay up. I don't think they'll they'll go down this year, um, despite a poor start, because they've got too much quality there with, with the likes of Kiefer Moore and, and others. But, yeah, no, I, I just think that I don't, I don't know. Unless the owner makes a statement, you know, they're... A rocky start when they first took over the club, trying to change them to you know the Redbirds and all this, all this, oh, rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of that rubbish at the start, which obviously doesn't adhere to the fans. They've been quiet since, but no, I, I think it's a, it's a lovely stadium. Yeah, I've been there a few times. It is a good stadium, and um, obviously Cardiff is a is a good city, but uh, no, not unless they get serious investment. I can't see, I can't see where the you know the playoffs. I think the couple of years ago when you and them were in there, I think that was their best chance again. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think the a club of mixed fortunes. Obviously, last season they had a run where it looked like playoffs dead set. 
and then everything fell off the cliff. Um, I think Mick McCarthy is past it, is all in ideas are out of date, and he's just he doesn't cut it anymore. Um, I think we've got enough to stay up. They have a strong squad. Like they will be comfortably mid table. Um, yeah, they've got uh, they've got players that can score goals. You've got obviously Keaton Miller, fantastic player. You know, Mark Harris is coming through, and but Aiden Flint seems to love a goal at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, no. I think they're definitely strong enough. I don't see them go back to the Prem unless something changes drastically. Like you said, um, yeah, they have, they've had their heyday. They were never, they weren't a club that stayed up. They were a yo-yo club a little bit. Um, so I think they had their chance. They could have seized on it. They've not got the same calibre of players they used to. There's no Craig Bellamy's there. There's none of that. So yeah, yeah, that's just the that's even. Moving on to the um, best club. <laughs> Not the greatest start, however, um, to the Martin era. Uh, Swansea, obviously, were not in a great run of form. It looks worse than it is. Performance-wise, we're doing well. We're just not scoring goals. Too many draws. It's still early doors. Um, where do you see us going this season and in the future? Do you think there's a return to Prem there or is Championship the level now? I think same as Cardiff, I think you'll be fine this year. And like I say, it's just a, a bad start. Just weird decisions. Like obviously, Steve Cooper did brilliant for you. Um, I think, you know, he's been the best manager you've had since, yeah, you know, when you were in the Premier League. Um, look at it on paper. Um, obviously Potter was a good manager as well as he's showing now at Brighton but he wasn't yeah. there long enough for me to, <laughs> to really be season, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I just think stupid decisions him going obviously I'm not sure if that was his choice or, or yours but he left and then obviously like really at deadline day like letting Jamal Logo and stuff it just it was only 1.2 obviously he was Gouet was great last season in defence and now he, he obviously went back to Chelsea and Palace. You obviously lost Roden, you've lost Conor Roberts. So you've lost a lot of the, you know, young blood that that looked like they were going to get you somewhere there. And you've kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can see you stagnating for a little bit. Again, unless your owners put money into it. You know, the reason Hugh Jenkins sold was so that you could move forward as a club and uh, that hasn't happened obviously since since they've taken over, I think they've, you know, been taking money out of the club rather than putting it in, really. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. But, they, you know, I used to love your team when you were in the Premier League, you know, with the likes of De Guzman and uh, Michu when he, had, when he had a few good seasons and likes of Boney up top. So you, you did have that heyday, but the only way you, you're going to get back to that is with good investment and not letting your best players go when you can't replace them. Yeah, valid, valid criticisms. I think this season will stay up. Look at that squad, you know, on paper. It's too good to go down. Good. Um, yeah, I think there is really bizarre things. I think Julian Winter posted an update and read through it about the Steve Cooper situation. It was a really strange decision, a strange explanation, because he only had a year left of his contract. He wanted clarity and wanted it all to be clear, so they just let him go. Um, okay, <laughs> not getting 
Stephen Bender goals is good, but he's not Freddie Woodman. Not getting a good enough replacement. There's talks that Freddie Woodman might come back in January. That's Newcastle's plan. Um, there's obviously that rumour that Man City have targeted that Swansea will be where they send their youth players because um, they view the play style similar. So that could be a, a, a really good thing. The owners, I hate them. Um, they have killed my club. They are taking money out. All the money's going to the other team in DC United. They're, they gave us their best player for half the season when they played twice, Paul Ariola. It was great when he played. He was just injured all the time and then got cancelled. Um, so that was an interesting ride. But I think, like you said, bizarre decision. Jamal will leave for 1.25 million. I'm not saying it's worth the 15 million that Ollie Watkins left for. I'm not saying that. But similar goal output, surely it has worth more than that. And to a championship rival at that, should they just said no, flat out. I think we've recruited well for a striker with Joe Pyro. I think he's really good. He's showing good signs. It's a good, ambitious signing. Um, but it's so ironic. We had a great team last year, but no recognised number nine that can do it properly. We've got a less great team this year and a really good number nine that can do it properly. <laughs> but Audrey Ayew is always going to leave. Big miss, obviously. Um, you had obviously just strange little ones like Bersan Salina leaving for France yeah. was a good player but obviously fell out with Steve Cooper um, Con Roberts leaving was a real blow I knew it was coming but I think he can do better than Burnley to be honest Burnley most productive player in Europe last season um, and it does suit the formation I don't think I think he's not suited for Brexit well um, yeah, Joe Rodon leaving last season was a big hit. I think we do have youth players that could step into that role. I think Brandon Cooper, who was in Newport for a bit last season, was really good and uh, really impresses me whenever he has in his cameos in the team. Um, but just missing that kind of star quality that we used to have. Uh, I'm really hoping that Leon Britton being back at the, like with the under-23s as a player mentor will produce some better players because what a player. But as you look at those Premier League teams, Michu, Nathan Dyer, Wayne Rout, the Jolmer Prime, uh, Wilfred Boney, discovering him. Then you had Leon Britton, John Joe Shelby for a while, De Guzman, Ben Davies, uh, <laughs> Fernando Llorente. Uh, really, really good players. And then we have Jamie Patterson. And, well, I, I actually like Patterson, that's unfair. Um, <laughs> But Matt Grimes staying is a must. We need to keep him there. Such an influence. I think we could return to the Premier League at some point if this Man City run was true. Obviously, depending on it. And if the Yanks finally you know, get their hands out of the pockets. Yeah, no, it's that's all we've got to say about the Teams in English pyramid. We'll briefly, well, we'll go over the Welsh Premiership a little bit and then mostly talk about, you know, the vision for the future, you know, how to grow up. Obviously, back in the day, um, I spoke to Dazzy about it as well. We used to go to Grand Town games when they were a big club. Welsh um, Premierships had a lot of change. A lot of teams go up, a lot of teams go down. And you've got historic teams that just seem to disappear. Like, for example, Iskabrantown, 
their yes. rock bottom in the fourth division, calling out for players because they didn't have a full squad. It is, it's, it's sad to see the inaugural winners. But you've got, you've got some big teams in there. Barrytown, obviously, the only team in that 2003 UEFA Cup winning season to beat Josie Mourinho's Bolto. What an achievement at Jenner Park right now. And obviously, they've got absolutely battered back in Portugal. But yeah, it's just it's, it's great to see that the league is improving. And right now, obviously, we've got TNS for a long time. We've got them. Connors Key just won a double, get the mid table just now. And um, you've got an influx of good players. Uh, obviously, during your local team in Penabon, uh, a few, a few, a few decent players in there. Um, and I, I watched Aberystwyth versus KFI Druids the other night. Really entertaining game. Um, I would recommend to everyone just watch a couple games on S4C or even the Sigorio Facebook. It is, it is really entertaining at times, but it's not where it needs to be right now. You've got 88% of teams in the league are semi-pro. You've only, in the Welsh system, you've only got two full-time teams, like completely full-time teams. You did have three, but now Connors Key have gone to this new blended model. But you obviously have um, TNS and Bangor City, who are in coming north still, I think. Um, let's double check that. But yeah, just to grow the game more and get more of these teams full time for me personally. Um, obviously, you said you, you don't watch as much anymore, but what's kind of your take on Welsh football domestically just now? Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see a lot of it, to be honest. Uh, like you said, it's, it is on our, our channel, so there's no excuse not to watch it. But I find, you know, there's, there's so much to watch already um, that, that it's hard to do. But, yeah, I think, obviously, like you say, TNS doing well this season. Uh, boy, I know, plays in goals for Barry Town, um, you know, and they're obviously a, a, a good team. But yeah, it's a strange one. But Barry were an amazing team when I was... Watching it, like I said, you know, with John Fashion, you having many poked in there and stuff like that. And like I say, we come around town, we were a decent team, we used to go and watch them. But um, yeah, these days, I think, what level is it? What level would you say it's on, Lawrence? Would you say it's on, you know, if speaking around Scottish, Scottish Championship, Scottish League One? But... Um, it's a hard one. I think top teams, Scottish Championship. Below kind of fifth place would be lower end Scottish Championship, Scottish League One, which are by no means bad leagues. Um, I know obviously there's a lot of people who watch typically English football who kind of turn their nose up at other football, but yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Um, but they have had upsets, obviously. Um, Steve Clark got commanded to finish third. Europa League football in Scotland and then the next season qualifiers called as key them. So there is that potential to kind of rise a bit. But yeah, I would say that's about comparison. Well, you know, I think with every league, any league in the world, you know, we talk about the Premier League because the exposure is just ridiculous. It's in something like 180 countries or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just madness. I think 
if the Welsh League wants to go forward, obviously you have to do it steadily in a league like that. You can't just all of a sudden go crazy. But I think you need more eyes on it because obviously you can watch it on S4C and stuff like that, like you said. And, you know, I'm sure there's other places, like you say, on YouTube or on, on Facebook and stuff where they show highlights and, and games. But you need to get it out there. The advertising has to be there. So, you know, it's up for... You know, them to speak to Welsh government or Welsh television and say, look, can you advertise us on the slots that people are going to be seeing? You know, personally, if you look at the big slots they have on there, on that channel, you know, what, what are you talking about? Public come and, and, and stuff like that. You know, the Welsh programmes rather than Welsh football. That's what I always see on there. Um, so yeah, I think it's all to do with, with the advertising of the league. If you can get, and if you can get a star player, if, you know, like I don't say nothing, but you know, TNS or Connors Key, like you said, if there's if there's a standout guy who you know who can take that that lead to the next level. If do the got a few a few um exposure national, but David Toro down there in Barry, uh Neil uh Aldley, uh always struggle to pronounce his name. Um is just signed in the league and you have obviously Jazz Richards down at Harvard from West, uh, signing straight from Cardiff, which is insane. Um, yeah, you do. You do have some players there, but I, I agree. That's what you just need to do. You need to have a model like like you would in in any top league, and and try and sell it. I think it's always going to be hard to sell because you know people would perceive that the top Welsh teams are in the English league, um, you know, and the big city teams are in the English leagues, you know, with it kind of Newport and Swansea, so um, and Wrexham, of course. So I think that. That's the issue you have. You have to try and make viewers think, well, actually, because apart from, you know, the local fans, the local supporters who've grown up with it, you're going to, you're not going to have that connect um, with the with the rest of the UK, never mind anywhere else. Maybe send her off to Patagonia to the Welsh speakers there and maybe they'll enjoy it. I'm happy uh, so, I'm happy so. <laughs> but, uh, but no, obviously, you know, I know you enjoy it and you watch it and, and it's obviously growing um, from the Premier. As you said, you know, Marshall rights like in the leagues going down then whether the standard of football or you know the, the money in the game there I'm sure they are all semi-professional if not you know just not professional yeah. teams um, so yeah it, it, it's the infrastructure first of all sort the infrastructure out then get the advertisement and get good advertisement just not you know any advertisement and then find a player who's going to be able to go to places which which sells the the content in the league and I think that's the same when you think of anything really isn't it you've got to market it and you've got to you've got to get eyes on it and I think that's what uh, the Welsh League needs to do if it wants to take that next step yeah no definitely um, when you go down the leagues it does kind of there is a drop off um, there's obviously the second division split between Cumbria South and Cumbria North um, but I would say the kind of top end teams are quite good um, you know, it's a Bangor City. I can't remember whether they're still in the north of Premier. Uh, I'm not too sure on that one. Um, but then to look down south, you've got from Town, brilliant team. Swansea Uni are really the only that get promoted because of licensing. Um, they're dead good. So there is a few kind of teams down there that can do do a job. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's. It's definitely got a scope. I don't know why you don't target kind of more of these players. Um, even retired players like Ashley Williams, retired from professional football, 
See if you can even get them 10 games a season for a team like Barry or TNS or something like that. That's going to sell shots. That's going to get people, all right, yeah, I'll go down there. Um, I think how Rob's can is too good. Um, but just these kind of players that aren't the free agents, they can train with the clubs. Because um, you've had players that are successful, these um, Christian Deutsch, like we said earlier, and um, started off at Van Celtic, then went to Carlton Town, I think. Um, yeah. And the Bioac and Fenwell had their stint at Barry. Um, so they are there. Um, but it's the scope to grow. Um, obviously, I can't claim to be a, a fan or a supporter of any club um, once I'm living up in Scotland. Um, I do quite like Comrade Celtic. I have a bit of a soft spot for them. Uh, for uh, no reason at all. <laughs> uh, but it's something that's always kind of baffled me a little bit. So it's like saying the advertisement is great. People like top teams are in the English system. You have towns like Comrade, for example. Comrade Celtic are in the second, divi- second division senior football. Could go to the Premiership if there was fans in the basement. 50,000 people live in Comrade. You're lucky if you get 500. Okay. Yeah, well, the, the problem is with especially with Cumbrian is that they don't play at the stadium. So, uh, you know, they, they've had this this, this stadium. Cumbrian Stadium is a good stadium in you know oh, yeah. that environment. It's always been a you know a couple of thousand you could get in there. But um, yeah, they 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 stop playing there. I don't know why. Obviously, it's to do with money or something. They couldn't support it. Yeah. But, obviously, uh, Cumbrian Town obviously lost the money to go there and they're down the fourth tier. And you have obviously the different yeah. teams, Grand Celtic have the, their own Celtic Park or the they, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the same as you know, there's other teams like Lamaraven have always been a good team as well. And it's just, uh, you know, Paul Newman have had a stint doing well, but I think that's the problem. I think if you're looking at really making a stable, I know Comrade Celtic are the top team now, so they would be the ones really put the money behind, but you know, you, your best players need to play at that club. Yeah. So the best players at Cumbrian need to play at one club. They can't be spread out at the clubs in Cumbrian if you're going to make them a success. So I think that's that's what they have to do from the town. Like I say, Cumbrian's one of the biggest towns in Wales, so there's no reason why it shouldn't be doing better. But I think it is a very, you know, North North Wales teams seem to be doing great, and even you know to the Mid Wales as well. So I think it's, you know, weirdly it's where most things are southern centric. Um, when it comes to the Welsh football, it isn't. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a strange one as well, especially because people usually consider the North to be kind of yeah, like the rugby, like the, um, even though they don't have a region, which is a completely different topic. Um, but no, yeah, it's obviously the struggle from kind of new town syndrome, um, where it's you've got like um, cross here down in the third tier as well. We've got quite a loyal support, a small support. Those things are not bad. Um, it's, it's all right. And um, we walked past the last time I was down home. Um, yeah, as you probably do need to have one Cabran team, where all the best players are at, because obviously Cabran Celtic is a decent team. They've had a, str- a struggle to start um, in the league. They had a really good result uh, last week. But you need to kind of buck up their ideas, otherwise they probably won't survive. Um, then Cabran Town, 
it is sad to see the fall. Um, inaugural winners in the Premiership, playing in Champions League qualifiers, all that. Played Man United. Um, and now they're down in the amateur fourth tier. Not enough players to fill a squad. Losing every week by like 10 goals and stuff like that. It's, it's just, it is sad that the club probably won't exist soon. Yeah, but then, yeah, and, and that, that's what will happen. And unfortunately, um, that is what happens when when finances stop for any club, isn't it? But yeah, I'm not saying to get rid of the other combined clubs, but definitely have them kind of a, a filter club for one club if you want your town to have a big team, uh, especially in the Welsh Premiership where you can make that jump. You know, it's not like uh, the English League where it's tough and you need really big finances behind you you can do it um on a more limited budget so yeah i think i think definitely one club pick a club in Cumbran, get them going um and then you know younger players who've got promise then can play at the other clubs and and you know maybe then get to that club when they're at the level yeah yeah i think like that is a good model but i, th- I think personally the most important thing is getting young people up Team said people in schools give out free season tickets to people under eight or whatever like that. Uh, like what teams have done. Um, as an example, up here with the in Scottish Championship, and Fairmont are having a terrible season. So Kelty Hearts, an up and coming team, not too far away from League One just now, um, they're giving away like you get a half a season ticket for like seventy five quid. You get a free hat and a free scarf with it. Just like ten people across, and say if you've done that, where it's like, just get young people in. You get a generation that genuinely follow the club. You tell them, well, it's your local team. You can go to every single game. You can do that. You get any of the grand teams, doesn't really matter which one, to a level where they could play at the grand uh, stadium. Obviously, you'd have to do some repair work after the whole condemning and all that. Um, yeah, just build that. But in general, I think. Where football does have scope to grow. I think there are good players in there, there are good young players, and um, clubs with loyal fan bases just need to grow them a bit. And hopefully, we can see big important things to overtake Northern Ireland to not be the worst British League is the or British Isles League because it's currently <laughs> obviously it goes England, Scotland, Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales. Yeah, if you can just overtake Northern Ireland, that's a massive step. No, so, yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah, well, that just about wraps up. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Or that no, no, just that, thank you for having me on, bro. Um, good to see that, that you started your own podcast, mate. And uh, I just thanks for having me on. And yeah, good luck with it in the future. And hopefully, your uh, Welsh and Scottish teams do well going forward. Well, thank you very much. It was great to have you. It was great to host anyone that chose to listen, and I would advise that you go take or listen to the Taking a Shot pod. Um, as it does produce great content. Um, thank you for listening, and shall see you later.